people of the internet, this is Polduck Fancast, a podcast that is sometimes about Polduck, and we are your hosts. I'm Michelle, I live in the States. You can find me on Tumblr at Poldark Muses, and I tweet at Musings. And I am Rita, I live in England, I Tumblr at Princess of Poldark, and I tweet at Rita Bites. And welcome back to another quarantine mini-sode. We are still here every week during the coronavirus crisis with a new mini-sized podcast to listen to where we discuss something we watched that week. During the month of October, we have been watching some spooky period dramas, and this week we watched the 2020 adaptation of Rebecca. Rebecca! But as always, before we talk about the thing, let's learn about the thing in our Wikipedia corner. So Rebecca is, as we said, a 2020 British romantic thriller film directed by Ben Wheatley from a screenplay by Jane Goldman, Joe Shrapnel and Anna Waterhouse. Never a good sign when there are more than three writers for a film, if you ask me. I mean, what the fuck? Lord. Um... (laughs) Obviously, the film is based on a novel by Daphne de Maria. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, It follows an unnamed young woman who impetuously marries a very wealthy widower, only to discover that he and his household are haunted by the memory of his late first wife, Rebecca! The novel was published in 1938 when du Maurier was only 30 years old. I hope that I didn't massacre it, so please, uh, we're sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry in advance. <laughs> and it was her fr- her fifth book, uh, but she had yet to have a runaway commercial hit. Rebecca was a huge success. The first print run was of 20,000 copies, and within the first month, it had sold twice that amount. Since then, the novel has been continuously in print, with an estimated 4,000 copies still sold every month. And in 2003, it was ranked British public's 14th favorite book of all time. As for adaptations, there have been four television productions, the most recent, a 1997 ITV miniseries starring Amelia Fox, Charles Dance, and Dame Diana Rigg, oh R.I.P. Oh my God, I need to see that really bad. Um, this adaptation is noteworthy for having Maxim saving Mrs. Danvers from the fire, ending with an epilogue showing Maxim and the second Mrs. De Winter relaxing abroad as she explains what she and Maxim do with their days. Now they're unlikely ever to return to Mandalay. That was a choice. Interesting. Yeah, that is a choice. The best known adaptation is the Academy Award winning 1940 Alfred Hitchcock film version. Did I just say virgin? I meant ver- version. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I had version, but I don't know if it's just like me me hoping for the best here. <laughs> Anyhow, the film, which starred Laurence Olivier, Joan Fontaine, and Judith Anderson, was based on the novel. However, the Hollywood production code required that if, Ms- if Maxim had murdered his wife, he would have to be punished for his crime. Therefore, the key turning point of the novel, the revelation that Maxim, in fact, murdered Rebecca, was altered so that it seemed as if Rebecca's death was accidental. At the end of the film version, Mrs. Danvers perishes in the fire, 
which she had started. I have opinions about that. Anyway, as we're talking about alterations to the plot, let's discuss the many, many ways the ending of the 2020 (laughs) version was altered. Brace yourselves, this is by far the longest part of the Wikipedia corner. (laughs) And by the way, this is just the end. They changed a lot in the middle. Uh, So... The Inquisition into Rebecca's death is completely different in the book. It's not public or held in a courthouse as the movie portrays and does not end with Maxim being arrested. In the book, the Inquisition is private and Maxim is never detained. The broad strokes of the ending from there on are the same with Rebecca's cousin, Jack Favell, producing a note from the night of Rebecca's death and calling the suicide verdict into question. But the manner of finding the doctor who diagnosed Rebecca's cancer falls completely differently. In the book, finding Dr. Baker is a more civil affair with Maxim, the inspector, Jack, and the narrator waiting until the next day to call on the doctor together to find out why she made her appointment. The movie adds more drama to the discovery and has the narrator drive to London alone to discover the truth by herself with the inspector trailing after her. The overall result is the same. Rebecca's cancer was terminal, and the meaning of her final conversation with Maxim changes. She goaded him into killing her to spare her the pain of dying slowly and to ruin his life in the wake of her death. Because she's a bitch! Yes! Um, The image, or rather the suggestion of Mandalay burning to the ground, is the closing paragraph of Rebecca in the novel. Maxim and the narrator drive up from London, having cleared Maxim's name, Rebecca's murder, and notice a red glare on the horizon as they approach their home. The narrator mistakes it for dawn, but Maxim's reaction and the flakes of ash in the air make the final image unmistakable. Mandalay is aflame. The movie continues way past this moment to show the De Winters approaching Mandalay and making sure the servants are alive, which leads to the film's newly fabricated ending for Miss Danvers. Oh, God, help us all. (laughs) In the book, it is only hinted that Danvers set the fire at Manderley, but in the film, she is shown strewing gasoline, lighting the house on fire, and confessing her crime and her feelings for Rebecca to the narrator. Shortly after her confession, she throws herself into the same sea Rebecca drowned in. In the book, Danvers is presumed alive after the fire. The narrator wonders what Danvers is doing now in the book's opening chapters. Anyway, Rebecca was released on Netflix on the 21st of October 2020, and it was savaged by critics. Rotten Tomatoes has given it a 45% fresh rating. (laughs) It's kind of mushy. Constance Grady from Vox gave the film two out of five stars and went even further by quoting uh, this is a quote um, Ben Watley, the director has no business making a gothic romantic horror movie if he's not interested in gothic romantic horror and on the evidence of this film he is not, she concluded Watley's Rebecca is a horror film that is resolutely sure, res- resolutely sure there is nothing horrifying going on here at all actually. Damn! Um, so what's your relationship to the book and the other adaptations? What have you seen? I have never read the book. <sighs> Again, and I'm just so disappointed in you. <laughs> like, I know, I'm sorry. And I've never seen any other adaptation. <gasps> Me either. Um, <laughs> as I've mentioned before, 
This is a good book. I would recommend, dude. Um, download it on Audible or something. It's quite a short book. Okay. You can you can probably get through it in like an evening. Okay. Um, and it is really fucking fun to read because um, it's moody. Uh, and everybody, mm-hmm. you know, I said I read it at the seaside, and now I realize why I do that. It's because the ocean is a pretty major part of the plot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's... I'm weird, but it kind of makes sense. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like a dreamy, atmospheric story, and it's very good at getting into the mind of its protagonist. I think mm-hmm. that's really the novel's strength. It uh, it's v- like it lies in the first person narrative. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any adaptation could ever recreate that. Yeah. Um, so I've never really bothered to watch any other adaptation. Never done it. Mm-hmm. And after reading about the changes in the Hitchcock, Hitchcock version, I am aghast. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he didn't murder her? That, what? I know. That doesn't make any fucking sense, does it? <laughs> It's like having a Jane Eyre adaptation where Rochester doesn't have a previous wife. You're just like, okay, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. No, that doesn't make any sense at all. Um, But And it just goes to show, you know, just how prudish (laughs) um, things can be over here sometimes. The fucking Hayes Co's ruined a lot of a lot of good movies um yeah yeah so what did you think i loved the wardrobe oh yeah i loved the car god that car was beautiful uh don't you think Um, it was a bit impractical considering they lived in the countryside i was like who's washing this car (laughs) well they've got a like a billion servants to do that um, uh, I thought the, the setting for Manderley was gorgeous. Yeah. And I would say moody. Um, I thought that the room that Rebecca, uh, had in the house was beautifully dressed. Insane. Um, yeah, I, it, it's just like, oh my God, this is like the ice queen's uh, room yes. and you know, it, it was, it was perfect. Um, the scene where uh, she is dreaming that she is following uh, Maxim to the room and he's sleepwalking again and the Ivy comes up and, you know, like grabs her and drags her down and then they smash cut to her, uh, trying to wake up underneath that ivy-covered um, uh, duvet co- cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really clever. Yeah, I did think that was really clever. Um, and there were there were some clever things done, but I mean, I just <sighs> I think like at first I was like, maybe mm-hmm. this isn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. But um, mm-hmm. it ended up exceeding my expectations in how terrible <laughs> it could be. <laughs> oh God! Well, since you you know the the book so well, tell me your thoughts about 
you know, the the movie because, you know, I, I have zero frame of reference. Wow. You know all those reviews <laughs> that I've been like tweeting because <laughs> I've been like yes. I find them really funny. Um, they're all correct. I can practically I can practically hear you cackling <laughs> <laughs> as as you are posting. Yeah, those. it's really fun. Um, but they're all right. <laughs> this is a very like vapid, hollow, mm-hmm. largely pointless. Like just it seems a bit like a perfume advert in its aesthetic and just. <laughs> It's like a Hallmark movie interpretation of a novel that is, it has so much depth to it and it really gets into like this in like this internal working of her mind where she becomes really paranoid Mm -hmm. and just like a shell of a person. And then you have her, Mm -hmm. then you watch this movie and you're like, she seems fine. This is, this is all just, she's walking around a really beautiful house and yeah, there's, it makes some funny noises, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I found it to be quite, like, lacking in sort of that scary atmosphere. Mm-hmm. There was very little yeah. tension. Um, no sapphic vibes at all. I was expecting some more lesbianic vibes. The nothing. Because mm-hmm. um, I think, like, the novel is really... It's about women and their relationship to each other and... Even like, Rebecca's gone, but she's like the most important presence in the narrator's life. And mm-hmm. while that was like, you can tell they were trying. It didn't. There was yeah, yeah. It just didn't really. It it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't think any of this was actually very good. It was like wah mm. wah. <laughs> 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 you tried, <laughs> but why? Yeah, nice going. Next. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if if I, you know, like I said, since I I haven't seen any other adaptations or read the book, um, I'm kind of at a loss of you know how to compare um, the show to you know the original content or any other attempts of adaptations. But you know, reading through the Wikipedia corner was you know <laughs> enlightening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I always wait until we do the show before I hear anything about it from Wikipedia. Yeah, you want to make up your own mind about it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So I make a point of not reading anything about it until we get, you know, until we're recording. And uh, so, you know, that was that that was definitely enlightening. Um, You know, I can say that when I was in high school... Uh, two of my uh, best friends, uh, you know, had, were in a an AP English class, um, and um, I I clearly Aww. wasn't. So um, <laughs> and so they wound up um, having to read uh, Rebecca uh, as part of their English uh, class, and I remember them always <laughs> walking around talking about. Rebecca, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, yeah, that's my exposure to it. <laughs> and I was kind of like, oh, okay, if they're if they're doing that, and then I I guess I probably won't read it. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, if you don't end up like kind of hating Rebecca by the end of the, the book, like, <laughs> well, I don't get you. My uh, God. Yeah. She's, oh my god, this film doesn't even cover some of her psychopathic tendencies. Seriously? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes. So, you know the 
let's say, uh, learning disability. <laughs> yeah. Have possessing man on the shore. Yeah. Um, she definitely threatened to have him um, put in an asylum if he ever spoke about any of the things she did. So one of the things he constantly does is say, don't put me in the asylum. And everyone's like, what is going what on with him? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, by, by the end of the movie, you know, and when we find out about, you know, her, you know, many affairs and, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, I was kind of like, yeah, this, this woman is, was a piece of work. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, she is definitely fairly loathsome. Yeah. So she tried to sleep with Frank who is the uh, guy that runs the estate, who is really nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> try, tries to sleep with Keely Hughes' husband, hits on him um, <sighs> in oh. front in front of Maxim and the sister, oh, which God. like puts a strain on Max's relationship with his sister. Um, <laughs> is fucking her first cousin. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Ugh. just straight up. Psychopath. Oh my what gosh. is go incest? Incest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Well, okay. I know not a big fan of this adaptation, but any favorite characters or performances? Jasper the dog was <laughs> really cute. And also my dog Gigi. Like really enjoyed his dog acting. Oh, um, nice! I asked her what she would give him, and she says four paws out of five. So, <laughs> A plus dog acting. Wow. <laughs> um, let's see. You know, I I always enjoy Lily James, um, and um, she is, you know, really lovely in this, and. Um, um, Frank Crawley, the character uh, that you just mentioned, um, Tom Goodman Hill, uh, is one of my favorite um, character actors um, from the UK. Um, and Kristen I, I, Scott Thomas is also in this. Oh and... my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I <laughs> I loved how she would just turn up. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like. Oh, God, there you are. There she is. <laughs> there she is. Um, oh. And that hairbrushing scene is absolutely fucking terrifying. Um, but I think Mrs. Danvers is more frightening in the book because she is a lot more unhinged in her outbursts. Um, oh, man. There is this, Christian Scott Thomas is scary in that you feel like she's judging you. Oh, yes. But she always <laughs> looks really in control of herself. Mm-hmm. Which really does not seem appropriate from a woman who's having a mental breakdown and like <laughs> collect <laughs> like smelling sheets and like keeping everything in pristine order, and then a woman who also like completely just like jumps off a cliff into the ocean. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really make any sense. Uh, poor Christian Scott Thomas, you tried your best. Yeah, I, she definitely was, um, you know, doing a really good job of getting off the scale of the cre- on the creep factor. But, uh, you know, uh, the the thing that I that just cracked me up about it was just how she kept showing up, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, 
Yeah, and I expected to hear, like, whenever she showed up that you would hear this, don't! (laughs) Isn't that kind of what happens with the mirrors? There's, like, that scene in the mirrors, and then suddenly it's like, "Ah, she's there. It's like a horror film. (laughs) And then then for some reason, the narrator just, like, is on the floor crying and screaming, and you're like, woman, you know you can just leave the room, right? Like, all she's doing is talking to you. Um... (laughs) Get up and go. <laughs> Very weird. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, let's see. Um, uh, I'm Dowd as Mrs. Van Ho- Hopper. Oh. Uh, I adore Anne Dowd. Um, oh, my God. Her work in The Leftovers should have won her, like, several Emmys. Um, <laughs> she's amazing. Um, I oh, loved, she was wonderful. I loved everything about her judginess yeah. and the fact that she is using this girl's like life for gossip and talking to her friends about her in front of in front oh, of her God. oh this woman is evil and i love how andowd played that um, yeah. oh god um how about um perf- as far as performances go was there anything that you really enjoyed um you know and you can Define enjoyed however you like <laughs> um, from the the show. Other than Anne Doubt, like Lily James was pretty good. Um, I think mm-hmm. she was miscast, but you know that's you know. again. Kelly Ke- Ke- Hughes as Beatrice is oh. When she said the thing about having a stiff upper lip, I was like, oh yes. my god, I know who this person is, and I love them. <laughs> <laughs> And she loves hunting, and she can't imagine how anybody else could not love riding. (laughs) She is gonna make you go. And (laughs) I don't fucking understand how she's Army Hammer's sister. Make that make sense. They they look nothing alike. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree. Uh, I was trying to think of um, anything that I really enjoyed. Um, There were moments. um, I think one of them was, and I I mean, this is, this was a horrible moment, but (laughs) I thought that, uh, you know, the, the excitement around, you know, the ball coming together and the, the whole, you know, here's a suggestion, you know, for the costume, blah, blah, blah. And then the, the whole reveal thing. Um, it, it was, it was a horrible, horrible thing to do. Um, but I thought that that was done very well. Yeah. I really Um, liked the whole drum roll and then her walking down the stairs. That's all, mm -hmm. that's all from the book. And then, Mm-hmm. And then Army Hammer starts screaming, and he really <laughs> ruined that. That scene oh. from me then onwards, I was like, "Oh, he can't, he can't be angry and British at the same time. It's too much." For him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Army!" Oh, bless him, um. <laughs> Army! Your American is slipping out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh lord! Um, there were like a few cool things that weren't in the book that they included. Um, there's this really, really 
good shot of her mm-hmm. in the ocean in Monte Carlo, and he's like watching mm-hmm. her, and you're like in the waves with her, and like yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> that's not from the book. So when I saw it, I was like, oh fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the ocean. You can't be in the ocean. The ocean is where bad things happen. Um, it's like weirdly menacing because it's like right over her mouth. Um, yes, that was trippy. Um, and I also like like when he carried her over the threshold. Also, not a moment uh-huh. from the book. Um, I just learned that that is done to guard off evil spirits from the house. <laughs> so what? Yeah. That's why people started doing that. So, very appropriate. I was like, oh, snap, writer. <laughs> Which, whichever one of the three that they had, that was a good inclusion. Yes. That yes. Was good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Warding off evil spirits. Didn't work, well, but I did it. <laughs> how did that work? No. Yeah. <laughs> and wrong. You tried. Uh-huh. Um, oh, we had... Um, a appearance from one of our favorite pole dark actors. That yes, he wasn't in this enough. Give us more. No, he wasn't. Oh, John. He wasn't. I love that he always was like by a plate of food stuffing his mouth, though. That is. Yes. <laughs> oh, he gets the character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bless oh, him. yeah. Um, yeah, this was not the, the uh, show that he wound up leaving Poldark to film, was it? I wouldn't think so. Do we know? I think this was filmed last year, so that would have been... Oh, okay, yeah. He yeah. died a few years ago on Poldark, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, a few years oh, ago. R.A.P. Um, big yeah. character. Um, <laughs> I also have to mention Sam Riley, who grew a moustache for this role and was instantly like, oh, he is a bad person. Um, yes, it's like oh, it's the e- the evil mustache. He, a, he might as well be twirling it. Um, the scene where yes. he teaches her how to ride. Oh my god! Entirely a new invention yeah. in the book. Um, really creepy. But I actually think that uh-huh. Lily James and Sam Riley have more chemistry than her and Army Hammer. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I know why. It's because they were in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies together. <laughs> There, she was Elizabeth and he was Darcy. So that's probably why. Oh my god! I was like, you two should run away to be together. He can shave that mustache. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Leave the American. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Let's see. <clears throat> um. Anything. Anything that we didn't like. Anything you didn't like. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about the army hammer in the room. Um, he's aggressively American. Aggressively. Like, just look at him and you're like, yep, yeah, American. Um, his accent is about 80% British. So he, he's doing better mm-hmm. than some people. But, yeah. yeah. But no, because... Um, there, there is literally an island full of men who could have done a better job. Yeah, hire one of them. I mean, what, what was that about? <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not like there are, there is a dearth of British actors. Although, you know, I'd say 
a lot of them are over here in the States filming stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Doing Americans. very good American accents. So, <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, from what you told me, it was clear that there was a significant age difference between Maxim and the narrator. Um, that, that's the, the thing that the, that was coming across to me. And I didn't, I didn't see that between, um, uh, Army Hammer and Lily James. And as a matter of fact, you know, they're within three years of one another <laughs> in real Which life. Which I don't get because Army Hammer so. looks 47 to me. Um, the, the <laughs> thing with that is, um, it's explicitly said in the in the novel he's 42 years old and she is early oh, 20s well. so the age difference okay. isn't so much like they need to look different i think it's like they need to act mm-hmm. significantly different this is a very like shy yes. innocent like i don't even know like green girl she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing yeah. and i think lily yeah she's not worldly no and i think lily sort of almost yeah. got there um but mm-hmm. with Army Hammer, he just looked unemotional. He was, what was he doing with this movie? I was like, he's trying to be um, menacing and moody, and mm-hmm. it does not work. It's like he was no. just void of emotions. And then when he had to yell, he mm-hmm. just looked like he was a toddler having a strop. Um, there's like no authority <laughs> to him. You don't feel like he's actually. Mm-hmm like 20 years older than her you're like yeah this is a perfectly normal marriage with no age gap mm-hmm. weird. also they yeah. had no chemistry so that was a real bummer yeah even when they were like um, fucking you were like mm. <laughs> this is feeling kind of awkward yeah awkward oh man um anything else oh i've got a whole list um <laughs> I don't like the cinematography. I think it looks a bit like Baz Luhrmann's Great Gatsby. And that's not a compliment. Because oh. everything is <laughs> oversaturated and fake looking. And the yes. CGI looked yes. so bad. Especially in the dream sequences. And the fire looked so fake. And like, also, the fire is supposed to be like a hugely traumatic event. And they kind of went, bop, bop, bop. The house is on fire. Oh, well. Now she's jumping off a cliff. Focus on that. And like, <laughs> okay. Oh dear. Um, the tone of it was also really weird. Like some points it was romantic and funny, and then other points it would be like, oh, we're moody again. Oh, and we're mm. in a dream, and you never really, you like, it's just weird. Like, what was this? Mm-hmm. Um, and like the longer it went, it unraveled. I think the beginning in Monte Carlo was probably where the film was at its best. Um, and I think Mandalay as a place, mm-hmm. it's such an important part of the novel. It's it, it's a it's a it's a huge character, yeah, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Um, uh. And like when you read the novel, you have a real sense of how everything is spaced out and how the rooms connect and how they would get to the beach. Um, uh-huh. And when you watch this movie, it's like five or six different locations, all from different houses, and it's a bit of a jumbled mess. <laughs> uh, you never feel like you really know where you are in the beach or in the gardens, or yeah. like how you would get from the beach to the house. Yeah, 
which I think is like why if I was making this, I would just use one one location. Like Downton Abbey, you need to feel like uh-huh. it. You know that place, and you know like how somebody would go go in and out there and like escape down to the cove to the cottage. Like it was. Uh... Plus, it just it just it just it looked really fake. Um, some of the rooms were gorgeous. Like, don't get me wrong, but. Mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of it was CGI composites. Especially when there was this uh, shot from going from the ocean and it went over the cliff and then suddenly the house was there and it didn't feel like that could possibly <laughs> happen. So that was annoying. <laughs> yeah. So they fucked everything up. They yeah. fucked up locations. They fucked up the tone of the movie. They fucked up the script of the movie. They <laughs> fucked up the casting. The music was not very good. Um, <laughs> the music was weird <laughs> but Lily James had In nice short. hair <laughs> <laughs> she had her own hair which was what or what what yeah that was her own well, she's hair. not blonde is she is she blonde no she's got dark hair but you know she could have dyed it yeah she had good if not that was a gorgeous I wig think that, I think that was her hair and then the the, the, yeah. the black curls was a wig. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. But the black wig suited her better. <laughs> it looked so bad like a wig. <laughs> I like that they at least showed that they put her hair in like little little pin curls to like try and... Mm-hmm. I was sort of like, why wouldn't you just slick it back and put it in a low pony? But okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I would make a yeah. better lady's maid than whoever she had. Um... Oh yes, Clarice. That, I liked Clarice. how how Clarice. close they were. That was really sweet. And then when yes, and then I when that she burst into tears, I was like, "Oh, it's not <laughs> your fault." Even though you really shouldn't have listened to Mrs. Danvers. Who is psychotic? Is Rebecca psychotic Just... because she was raised by Mrs. Danvers? Is the question, or hmm. is it like I don't even know? That relationship is scary, and also. It's unhealthy. Like, if you raised her, why are you having these, like, sexual feelings about her? What's going on there? Oh, God, I don't even want to think about it. It's depressing. Is Rebecca just a victim? What's going on with that? Like... I don't know. I mean, I suppose we we could consider that. A Rebecca Um, prequel. You know, would, would she have wound up the way she was if she didn't have Danvers in her life? I feel like some of it must be chemical and she might be uh, some kind of sociopath because she's very good at um, manipulating people and telling them what they want to hear, which is very, like, Mm -hmm. psychopathic behavior. But I think, like, Mm -hmm. the fact... I think she probably could have been steered into maybe not fucking her cousin, um, (laughs) at the very least. (laughs) But Mrs. Danvers was like, yeah, go fuck your cousin. Who cares? <laughs> Do what you want, girl. Why not? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Oy, um, oy. What would you give this film out of ten? Uh, maybe four, five, somewhere around there. Oh, I was going to give it two. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um, I think just because 
I have something to compare it to. I can see like yeah. what it was trying to do. Yeah. And it's a complete fail. Yeah. Um, tell you what, tell you what, I will um, listen to the audiobook and then um, come back on here with my thoughts once I, I finish think it. Also, <laughs> like, I kind of am curious about watching the Charles Dance version, but I am mm-hmm. kind of a. Because, because exactly. Diana but then I'm like annoyed at yeah. like how obvious they've made the the age difference. Like they've made it like he has got to be in his fifties in, in that version, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's not make him old enough to be her grandfather. Like this isn't. There's an age difference, but like that's not it. Um, but I will probably end up watching oh, it because it's amazing. Um, now I need to see some of the um, stills. Uh, so it was 1997? Yeah. yeah, 1997. So looking at some of the... the oh, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh no, no. 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 She looks so God, young no. and he looks so old. Again, oh, he's God. only supposed to be 42. This is the same age gap that there oh. is between uh, Jane and Rochester. And yeah, it looks like that's her granddad. <laughs> it really looks like she's going oh, on holiday with her granddad. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, and see, um, I really love the actress uh, from Silent yeah. Witness. I've seen, I've seen every single one of those episodes. <laughs> Love me some silent witness. Um, and now I'm going to go to the uh, 1940s to see this one. Rebecca! Well, okay, that's, that's that is, better. That, like, you look at them and you're like, yeah, they would still be attracted yeah, to each other. That's better. Yeah, I don't know if they had to, like, gray up his hair at all. I'd still have but, sex with him. Oh, yeah. He's Lawrence Olivier. God. Yeah. One of the most beautiful actors that ever lived. He's a bit overdramatic, though. <laughs> like, I know, I know, everybody's going to be like, what the fuck? But he was a bit like of a scene chomper. <laughs> oh, well, I think I think that, that, that a lot of uh, actors and actresses were chewing up screens uh, and screen time. Oh yeah, uh, back in the day. I mean, his his wife uh, Vivian Lee is one of my favorite, most dramatic ladies. Oh of all time. yes, yes. <laughs> oh, but oh, I I could watch the 1940s one. And yeah, okay. Be like happy. I'm never watching the Charles Dance one now. I'm just like, like it turned my no. stomach, which uh-uh. is not a good stuff. No. Um. It's like, no, I think that no, no. somebody should Mm-mm. let me remake Rebecca so that I could cast Matthew Good as Maxim because I think he he would be. Oh, I'm sorry, but he does sort he would of be like great. rich and menacing, but also quite charming. Like when he needs to be. Like, yes. Come, come yes. on, people. And he can and he can become he can become Mister Iceman. So easily. I mean, oh yeah. I'm sorry, but like, oh yeah. Please hire us to be your consultants on your period dramas. 
we will do the casting yes, for you and yes, everybody will be like oh damn that's some good casting <laughs> and we'll just go thank we you. think about this more thank than you. the people that actually thank know. you yes yes uh, we think about it probably more than most people should yeah, think about stuff we have problems <laughs> um, <laughs> um we should probably head on over <sighs> to the inbox now though because we got some messages finally oh, yeah. thank you everyone yay okay um we got a note from anonymous um hi watched rebecca it was okay but it was not creepy enough in my opinion Rebecca sort of moped about looking stunned, and Max, I uh, thought, just a casual reminder, young. that's not Rebecca. You're here. That Rebecca's dead. <laughs> no, yeah. 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 Uh, he was much kinder than in the original. Mrs. Danvers was brilliant, but again, I never found her menacing. Um, uh, I did. <laughs> um, why did she carry her suitcase with her if she was going to jump over the cliff. An excellent point. Why did you bother to I pack? Like, yes. <laughs> uh, might need something, you know, something for dinner down there in the deep. Um, I like the ending. It gave you a glimpse of what happened after Manderley was burnt down. Just the two of them on an adventure in Cairo. I liked seeing John Hollingsworth again in a small role. Oh, oh John. May you Thanks, Nani. eat crumpets in all the movies we watch. Um. <laughs> I, I would, I would maybe kill for a crumpet right now. It's you know because it's breakfast time, so that just sounds mm. delightful. Some jam, oh, mm. that'd be good. Oh god, um, yes. <sighs> hi, Rita and Michelle. I'm really looking forward to your opinion on Rebecca. For me, this version was disappointing. Lily James should come across as a wait should come across as a sweet, naive, innocent, but instead she seems rather unlikable. <laughs> I kept thinking Interesting. back to Jane Eyre. Jane was naive and innocent, but also competent. Mrs. De Winter number two <laughs> is completely incompetent, and instead of sympathising with her, I just wanted to tell her to please stop being so foolish. <laughs> Snap out of it! I honestly <laughs> think that the narrator being kind of fucking useless and breaking everything and not knowing what to say to people is, like, way more relatable. <laughs> like, it, Jane always does and says the right thing and is, like, brilliant at everything, and then you've got this uh -huh. woman who comes along and is like, Okay, okay, you murdered your wife, you murdered your wife, but you love me, right? <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work this we're out. Gonna, we're just gonna like <clears throat> tell nobody, okay? Uh yeah. and we're gonna run off to Cairo, yeah? <laughs> I relate. <laughs> oh, um, God. I wish there had been more scenes like the one uh, where upon arriving for the first time at Mandalay, Maxim spontaneously scoops up his new bride to carry her over the threshold. Uh, that was tender and more like that might have helped me care about them as a couple and find their romance believable. I wish... Oh, wait, I'm reading the same sentence again. I did like Kristen <laughs> Scott Thomas as Mrs. Danvers. She was the queen of creepy. Her role also brought me back to Jane Eyre when, in the end, the villain sets fire to the great mansion and then voluntary plunges to her death. Very tidy. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Here's a suggestion for a better Daphne de Maurier movie adaptation. The Scapegoat, 
2012, starring mm. Matthew Reese. Let me write that down. Mm. I love Matthew Reese. I know, I know you like Matthew Reese. He's got like those cute curls. Yes, he does. Um, as always, thanks for your podcast. Your humor and perspective are much appreciated. With the U.S. election coming up fast, we need good cheer more than ever. Sincerely, Diane. Preach. Almost over if it goes well. If it's not over, <sighs> pray for you. Well, that's all from us for this week's mini-sode. We'll be back next week where we will be distracting ourselves from election anxiety by discussing the young Victoria. Yay! Oh, fabulous. I, th- um, I was like, I need a, a film that is going to be really nice and happy and comforting. Yeah, yes. Except for the shooting. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, And if you have any other suggestions about what we should be watching after that, or just want to chat, then please get in contact. You can message us on our blog, email us at poldarkfancast at gmail.com, or find us on your social media's poldarkfancasts. And do, oh, and actually, this reminds me, um, we did get a suggestion for something else off of Facebook, facey space um let me zip over there real quick um little dorrit which again i know we've talked about before and we would be a mess Yeah, i don't want to cry again but yeah but i would definitely be up for that um forsyth very long the force yeah that's another long one uh cranford oh yeah that's uh, on our I know list that we, yeah yeah that's on the list um and Lost in Austin. <gasps> we should watch Lost in Austin, yes. Yeah, oh, and yeah, now definitely. Now that I mentioned Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, like, <laughs> it's <laughs> bad, but we can watch it. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah, those are some of the things that came in from Facebook. And thanks for the suggestions, guys. Really appreciate it. In any event... Uh, we will get uh, we'll get uh, some of those on our list, and um, as ever, please do us a favor and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Thanks so much for listening. Um, stay safe. Numbers are going up. That's not a good sign, people. Uh, wear your masks, please. Social distance. Wash your hands. Um, and uh, those of you here in the states, hang in there. We've got another week to go, but or four years. Who knows how it's going to go? Um, oh God! Do everything you can to vote. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The Lincoln Project came out with an ad that honestly gave me nightmares. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, please vote. Go early if you can. Um, if you're doing mail-in, um, either mail it now or better, take it to your election um, office and drop it off or drop it in one of their ballot boxes uh, to ensure that it gets there uh, by 8 p.m. local time on the 3rd. And if you're finding it all very overwhelming and depressing, turn off mm-hmm. the news and watch The Young yes, Victoria. Please. yes. And just distract yourself yes. for a little while, because yes, after you vote, there's nothing you can do about it. So just exactly, exactly. <laughs> just do your bit and uh, pray for the best. <laughs> yep. Okay. 
Definitely. Okay, gang. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye. The other woman has time to Love to keep